to Geek Freaks. I am Kevin, and I am joined with Dan Valero Fletcher of the Luchador 1000 Fights of El Fuego Fuerte. How are you doing today, Dan? I'm doing good. How are you, Dan? I'm doing awesome. I'm excited to talk to you because I just got done listening to, I shouldn't say I just got done. It was about five days ago at this point, but I listened to the first episode of the Luchador, and I got to say, I think you struck gold with this. What? Uh, oh, man. Thank you. What is the Luchador? What's it all about? Yeah, um, yeah. So Luchador, for those uh, who are hearing about it for the first time, it is a uh, an audio drama podcast, aka audio fiction, aka uh, fiction audio series. <laughs> There's still a million names for it. Um, it is a uh, homage to the uh, Lucha Libre films that were made in Mexico in the 1960s and 1970s, where you have the mask wrestlers. Um, wearing their like, you know, three piece seventies, like suits fighting like vampires and mummies and Frankensteins and, and the whole gang and, and gangsters and Martians. And, um, and it's basically taking that and reinventing it for a modern audience. Nice. Yeah. When I was listening to it, I, I'm definitely a big wrestling fan. I don't have much of a history with watching stuff with monsters or demons or vampires mm. in this case, any of that. But I was I was instantly hooked. Like I noticed I wanted to know more about the character of El Fuego Fuerte. Is he based on anybody in particular? Yeah, I mean, like he uh, like, you know, the, the big archetype of the genre is El Santo. Um, you might might know a little bit about he he wore a silver mask. He's the, the silver masked wrestler right. and, and Mascardo de Plata. Um, and um yeah he he was like superman back in the day like he he was like just an absolute icon in mexico and um uh, fuego fuerte in the show is is a riff on that and that, that he's someone like not not to get too deep too quickly but like my my goal with it is to like what it what is it like for someone to try to live up to that character daily when you're you're actually like a real human being underneath the mask and that's uh that's the crux of the whole show really so he's basically Superman. If Superman was a professional wrestler on the side, <laughs> basically. yeah, I, I love that. W were there inspirations outside of El Santo or Mil Mascaris that that made you want to the team up monsters against a professional wrestler, a luchador? I mean, like I, I always love genre stuff. Like, like the you know the other the other influences on this. It's you know. Um, just like the, the movies in Mexico, they were, they were inspired by like old adventure serials. It's the same stuff that inspired like Indiana Jones, Batman, all that kind of thing where like, basically, you know, you just combine the regular world with something really cool, flashy and interesting from the world of the supernatural. And you, you just get like some gumbo going. <laughs> Cosmic gumbo. That's the perfect term. I've never heard that one before. What kind of uh, history with professional wrestling do you have personally? Yeah, so I've been I've been watching it since I was I was a, a wee thing. Uh, started in the Attitude Era, like like most people did. Uh, my first ever pay per view was uh, was the Royal Rumble 1999 oh, with um yeah uh yeah in the uh, yeah it was it was the the Mick Foley or wait no, yeah he was Cactus Jack he was Cactus Jack in that one and it was Cactus Jack versus Triple H in a street fight and I was just hooked. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. I later, um, back when, uh, when, so, so people are listening to this, they're, they're wrestling fans, right? They kind of, kind of know folks or should I give context? Um, I, probably with the attitude era, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this that okay. are familiar at that time. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Mick Foley, mankind, uh, the wrestling, like, you know, he, he wrote books, uh, he, he got into fiction for a little bit. 
And um, he actually came to my school. I, I was an English major in undergrad and he did a reading from his fiction book at the time. And um, he, he did a signing afterwards and I went up to, to talk to him and I was like, oh man, you know, like your, your book, your, I was referring mostly to his autobiography was like such a great inspiration. Like it, it made me um, want to be a writer. And he's like, oh man, I'm, that's so good. It's like, and your match against Triple H like made me a wrestling fan. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was really excited about being, being, a, being a, a writer at the time. He's great at both. He's so the multi-hyphenate. He's he's definitely got a brilliant mind that it, it's funny, too, because when you hear him talk like you can know that he you know that he knows what he's talking about, even if he's not mm. the best at getting those words out of his mouth. He's just a brilliant yeah. person. Do you keep up with the current day product? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I was going to say so like, yeah. So like Mick Foley's clearly a guy thinks about rest. I think about wrestling all the time. It is um, it, it is, you know, one, one of the truest American art forms on, on the level of jazz. I, I think Werner Herzog said something to that same effect at some point. Um, it was, yeah, there's yeah, this interview. If you ever listened to it uh, or read it, it's like Werner Herzog talking about WrestleMania. And it is oh, it's so, so insightful, but I, yeah, but, but wrestling is like, like all genres of like their archetypes. And then within that, you can kind of get into the more complex aspects of the human experience while filtering it through really accessible things. So like, I, I love wrestling. I watch it constantly. Um, it's how I, I, you know, was able to um, reach out to some of the, the guest stars. We were able to get into it. Um, where these guys are like, I can tell like, these are the ones who really, really get the full, the full potential of, of wrestling as, as a genre. Yeah. Were there, so I, without getting too much into spoiler territory with the guest stars, um, the, the ones that were in the first episode, I got to say, yes, Colt Cabana. I know he's like the podcast master with professional wrestling, but man, does that guy just get it? Like he's got the voice and he just, nailed the character i thought in that in that first episode yeah no he did an awesome job i was i was so 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 happy he was willing to willing to get on board with us and, and he got it from day one like um just real just really funny guy and he nailed i think like all that stuff is like his first take like everything was just like perfect right out of the gate because uh, it was like wrestlers like they got to be good at improv and they got to be good at like just picking up some text and like just spin it off it's like you know you, you do a promo in the ring you only got one take Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Danhausen, I thought he was like, when I first heard about this, uh, this audio drama, I was like, Danhausen's the perfect fit. It's, it's very nice. It's very evil. It's just right up Danhausen's alley. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that you got him. Are there anybody, any other wrestlers that you're looking to maybe try to get later on in a season two perchance? Oh gosh, yeah. Our 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 wish list is long. Um, but yeah, there there's so many guys out there. Like there, there are a lot of like we got a lot of we got some uh, you know American luchadors who are uh, going to appear in the show uh, later on, but um, there are some big ones. So I don't know. It's uh, I don't know, yeah, just just manifesting, manifesting out in the world. Like I'd love to get like the Lucha Bros on. Um, uh, oh shoot, <laughs> I always mix his name up. Uh, Fuego del Sol, I think. You know, if, if we're, we got we got to get the Fuegos to combine. Uh, Man, yeah, you know, uh, Chris Jericho would be great. Uh, Mick Foley would be would be great talking about him again because uh, he he's done a lot of acting and does does really good stuff. Um, but yeah, there 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 are a lot of big names out there who I'd love to love to get on board. All the New Day guys, I think would oh, be, that'd be, be really so fun. fun. 
<laughs> yeah, I saw I saw their um, the the Undertaker uh, thing they did on Netflix, and that was uh, <laughs> it was a hoot. <laughs> it was uh, it's a lot of fun. I still haven't I know it. checked that one out myself yet. Oh god, yeah. I it, it is amazing that the Undertaker lets so many reality shows rent his mansion out to film in it. <laughs> That's fantastic. So I'm glad that you mentioned the Lucha Bros because I actually have a, a very, very short list of who I would have suggested tried. And yeah, I'm sure yeah. they're they're all on your list too, but the Lucha Bros are like right at the top of that. Mm-hmm. Um I, I did also want to say there is a pro wrestler in AEW who is billed out of the graveyards of Tijuana, Mexico. Ah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Thunder Rosa would be an absolute perfect fit. And Alex Abrahantes is phenomenal in anything he does. He's the, the manager of the Lucha Bros right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know much about his background. He's always like, oh, that guy again. He's still, still hanging around. But but it, it's, it's um, oh, gosh, it was... Um, uh, so there's an old Simpsons reference where the this is a deep cut, but uh, there's an episode of the Simpsons where the Italian mafia is fighting the Japanese mafia on their front lawn. And, <laughs> yeah, like there's like a guy in the background. I, I always I always look at look at that Alex guy. I'm like, what's he gonna do? He's gonna- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's that's funny. Um, it, just to get into him a little bit, I know this is neither here nor there, but I've I watched Ethan Page's toy hunt vlogs. And from time to time, he's on them and anything that he kind of is interested in, he learns absolutely everything there is to know about it. He's just he's such an interesting person. He knows so much about so many random things. I think he would be perfect. Okay. All right. I I need to write this stuff down. (laughs) Um, Do you do you get into video games at all? Yeah, uh, yeah. I uh, my my day job is actually in video games. <laughs> I thought I'd read that, but I didn't want to say okay, that yeah. just in case I was wrong. Um, yeah, yeah, no, but um, yeah, I, I definitely don't have as much time to play as I would like, but I, I do love uh, disappearing into a game for many hours when the when the opportunity arises. What are your favorite? We don't even have to go into current games. What are your favorite games of all time? We <laughs> we're we're a big fan of top oh fives around here you don't have top to list five. five and i know that favorites are mm. always going up and down as different moods hit but um oh yeah what are some of your favorites okay yeah like talking about the recent favorites is always oh well, yeah so just yeah what's on the top of the mind um i i'm working through the final fantasy 7 remake uh, which I, which i dig but obviously the original um is you know just just a transformative experience for me um it's huge um Oof. They're top five. Yeah, I, I can only think of what I played recently. Um, the uh, Hellblade uh, was really great. Super uh, Senua's sacrifice. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, really, really great narrative experience there. Um, really dig. Uh, I'm working on working my way through Spiritfarer right okay, now, yeah. which is a, an indie game. Uh, re- really great, really, really atmospheric and character driven. Um, other things um, oh uh until dawn until dawn really uh really pushed a lot of buttons for me i think i i, I know that that's that's a kind of a controversial one because you know like how much is it a game versus just like an experience where you press a, press a button a couple times that's what video games are all about i think exactly yeah um man yeah going going back like growing up like things like uh the ninja turtles beat them up uh, turtles oh, in time yeah. or tur- turtles in time ducktales game for nintendo that was a big one um 
yeah, I'm trying to trying to think. Um, those are a lot of the highlights. Um, those are a lot of good choices too. Those are like some of my favorites as well. Um, mm. So with the luchador being, you know, framed as luchadors versus vampires and monsters and mm. stuff, are you a fan of like horror as a genre in, oh, in yeah. general? Absolutely. If you were to suggest some horror game, I'm not a horror fan. Mm. Like, I, I don't mind it, but I don't like dive right into anything horror until okay. some, enough people say it's it's really good. If I were to try to play some horror games, do you have any suggestions for somebody like me who's not a horror fan that might get me into that? Oh, okay. But something where it's more the gameplay that would be the the gateway into it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Other than the spooky stuff. Um hmm. that's kind of tough. Yeah, like um, yeah, most recently I played uh not the most recent Resident Evil, it was Resident Evil seven the the biohazard one yeah yeah which one yeah uh that was really good but that but that is like a pure horror experience <laughs> so maybe maybe not what you're looking for um other horror games jeez i feel like i played <laughs> a bunch but um i mean obviously there's a million resident evils to choose from a million <laughs> silent hills um did you ever play alien uh, isolation no that that one that one's been on my on my steam wish uh not my steam backlog <laughs> i think gotcha. i do own it it's been sitting there for a while i really want to get to it um yeah oh man if, if you could ever if you could ever 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 find um a copy of pt oh the, the, the like the demo to what was going to end up being a new silent hill game is that what yeah it was? Yeah, the uh, the the Kojima uh, Guillermo del Toro collaboration. Yeah, was it? Were they gonna collaborate, or did they both collaborate on it? Uh, yeah, it was. Oh man, that that was just such a pure. I mean, uh, like a gateway experience. I do think um, uh, Death Stranding does work because, like, there's so much to it more than just the horror elements. There, okay. There's a lot of inventory management and uh, weight balancing. So you know, if you're into that, it's a. It <laughs> Uh, I I love I love Death Stranding. It is, it is I think one of the seminal artistic achievements of the last ten years. <laughs> I know there's a lot of strong opinions. I think on this podcast, even a few of the people that have played the game have very strong opinions, either positive or negative. So damn, enough people have talked about that game. I've never given it a shot. I might have to do that. Yeah, it's 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 really tough. Like you know, it it is not a perfect game by any stretch, but just like what it's trying to get across, and if you can meet it on its level, it's it's transcendent. But um, yeah, oh, other horror games. What what's <laughs> spooky out there? I played. I don't, uh, I'm playing a really really great. Um, it's not horror per se, but but it has kind of a a really oppressive kind of atmosphere. It's called The Longing. It's an indie game. Um, or basically the game takes like 300 days um just no matter what it will it will last for 300 days and you can do things you can not do things and it it's oh, it's so hard to describe but like <laughs> but, it, but it, it is the longing and that, that it's all about like kind of just like the the, the oppressive passive of time passing of time is like a, a horror-esque concept it's, it's really it's a really interesting game uh, definitely not one you can play for 300 days straight but every time you check in it's 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 doing some really fun stuff under the surface it's cool um, do you play a lot of indie games then 
Yeah, I, I think I, I, I lean more towards indie games, the big, mostly because like an indie game, more on average, you can get through it in a couple hours or 10 yeah. hours rather than 40, 80, 90 hours, which would, you know, as, as I get older, I just don't have as much time anymore. Um, kind of a spoiler, but, the, but it's been out for like 10 years, so this isn't a huge spoiler, but um, or well, like if you're not spoiled by now, it's, 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 it's kind of like, you know, like a statue of limitations kind of thing, but right. a Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> or that one um yeah which which starts out as like uh, one of those um you know dating simulator romance um uh kind of uh, there's a different term for it but, but you, you know that kind of genre and then it then it kind of takes some turns and it gets into some like kind of creepy pasta territory where the um where the game kind of like collapses in on itself in a way and you're, you have to end up going to like the file systems and your computer to like try to progress and it's really really interesting and, and pretty pretty disturbing too that that's making me think if if you were to ever try to get the story of el fuego fuerte into a video game what kind of video game would that be because i almost mm. see it as like a either a visual novel um game kind of like that or even potentially mm. like one of the telltale like walking dead style games where you're making choices and it's more of a ah. cinematic experience uh, what, what do you think that would look like? I, that that would be like I think the best way to get to get the the story across. But like I think the story does. It, I mean, I, I'm specifically writing it for the audio medium, yeah. So that's what it's about. So like, if I were to do if I go for it, I would I would do a beat up. I would do like a side scrolling. Awesome. I know there's already there's already Guacamole, which is which is okay. It's I know that's more more of a Metroidvania, but like just just do like to the full, just like kind of take the world and have fun with it, and do like just like a real old. Ninja Turtles, X Men. Um, oh, what's the the fantasy one? The super, super not, not Golden Axe. Or is it Golden Axe? I don't know. No, no, that's something different. <laughs> Anyways, I'm exp- I'm exposing the the limits of my video game. <laughs> but um, but like, yeah. Do you know the beat I'm talking about? Where it's it's like something like, oh, the the hunter needs food badly. I think uh, a golden axe is what comes to my mind too. So I, you might be maybe, right. Maybe I, that, maybe that's it. Maybe that's yeah. it. It was, um, yeah, someone, someone's screaming, listening to this right now. <laughs> the right yeah. Yeah. I can just, I'm trying to visualize what Fuego Fuerte would look like in like the new AEW console game that might be coming mm. out. If somebody, if there's like a create a wrestler thing or, uh, somebody yeah. just edits Fuego del Sol to look like, Fuego Fuerte, because I got to say the artwork that you've got on your website and for the for the the podcast album art and stuff is fantastic. That's some fantastic artwork, and it really gets you into the mindset of like what the story is going to be when you're looking at it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's our our artist uh, Fabian Segura. He does a really awesome job. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I love like you know I, he's a really busy guy, but like oh, if you could ever do like a comic book or something for us, that'd be super awesome. Cool. Do you do you get into comic books yourself? I do. I do. Um, I, I, I don't keep up with what's necessarily current, but I, I definitely love digging in and reading, reading the classics, um, like big, big graphic novels and whatnot. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm thinking like horror comics. Um, oh shoot. Oh, oh gosh. I, I'm, 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 my, my well is empty. I'm trying to pull references. Right now. I got nothing. Yeah, that's no problem. I, I'm not a, big comic book person myself which is probably blasphemy to say on the podcast that you know i'm co-hosting right now but (laughs) it's neither here nor there anyway um what 
does the future hold for El Fuego Forte? Obviously, without giving spoilers for mm-hmm. the, the rest of the season, but I know there are at least four, there's four more episodes this season. Yes. Yeah, four four more episodes, and um, yeah. So like like our goal with it is to have each of these, um, you know, you know that this first season, this first arc, is um, you know going to be uh, going to be one complete story. So th- this is Fuerte versus versus the Siwatateo versus the Vampire Women, and um, you, you you will get a conclusion to to that storyline um, by the by episode five. Then um, we're actually really deep. Um, my producing partner is actually um, writing the second season with me, and we're uh, we're pretty deep into that. I think we're on we're on episode five of what will be a six episode second season, and uh, we're really excited to get that out there. We'll get it recorded first. It's going to be the, <laughs> the first thing. How did the recording process go? Uh, we did. Um, we did some in in studio recording sessions where we had multiple actors in there riffing back and forth against each other, and then we had some other guys like a lot of our wrestlers were entirely remote, <clears throat> and we'd spl- we'd either splice them in or we would um, have kind of like a, like a Sean Gunn esque figure to to kind of like read the lines and kind of play against um, someone who's maybe not the actual voice actor but someone uh, who's doing all the lines so they'd still have a rapport to go with. Yeah, like it, it was um it was a really fun experience to try to like pull it all together because like like you'll as you listen to the episodes, like there's a pretty big cast we're rolling through and just get the the mix of people together that we did um turned out really well. Yeah. I, and and our, our editor did a really, really great job where I I don't think you can um you can tell necessarily like who is in the room with who when they're recording. Like there'll be a, there'll be scenes where there's like, you know, four or five characters who are all Two of them worked, and you'll never guess. Maybe <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, I think you, uh, I think you said it best in the the behind the mask episode that was after the mm. the first episode, where you said there are seams there, but they're hardly noticeable. And that your production team, I, I'll give kudos to them too. They did a fantastic job. Like mm-hmm. I was driving to work while I was listening to it, and I was immersed the entire time. So, ah, and, awesome. as a fan, that was that was that was great to listen to. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, there, there's the, some of the things we have coming in subsequent episodes are going to be really, really fun to hear. Like the, the, the way that, you know, we were able to kind of create these whole soundscapes, these, um, the, these like basically like just these, these different aspects of the world, you just totally immerse yourself in. Like I, it really, really comes together, especially like, yeah, listen, like with headphones on, um, our, uh, our sound designer did some really great stuff where, you kind of hear people moving around in the space so like um some people will be uh yeah like just like 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 there you know there, there's some more wrestling matches coming up i don't think that's a huge spoiler and you kind of feel people moving around the ring um as the as the match progresses yeah the the sound of people walking on the mat you could hear the audience at least in the first episode already I, you hear mm-hmm. the audience in the background during the wrestling match and stuff so i am looking forward to, to more of that it's very atmospheric mm-hmm. it you guys mm-hmm. do the the audio drama very well. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Our uh, yeah, our sound designer would send these like really awesome videos of like um, like you hear like the vampires uh, attack, like they're they're kind of the sharp the sound of their like claws kind of digging into people. That's our sound designer like scraping a metal saw with like a <laughs> with like a screwdriver or a wrench or something. Oh, that's great. Yeah, there's a, a lot, a lot of custom foley went into this. 
And uh, oh god, now the, the, the funnest thing would, would always be, you know, when we're recording with people, is like there's you know, they'll have their lines and then like okay, and then you guys get into a fight. And so, like, you know, I'd, I'd be like telling Dan Housen, like, okay, so now now he's punching you. Okay, now can I get a get a you being punched? Can I get a you getting kicked? And now you get a gun knocked out of your hand, and he would do a different like ooh, ah, Eve. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it definitely feels like you're just like a bunch of children on the playground it's just <laughs> so much fun i could imagine uh for Danhausen in particular that it was hard for him to get out of his uh out of his normal skin and go into it because i mean he's he's a character through and through as himself and trying to get into the skin of somebody else it, he, more power to him man he's he's talented uh- no, he he nailed it. I'll 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 spoil it for him. He he said his his model for the character. You'll you'll hear more of him in subsequent episodes. Is he he's like I'm I'm going to be the the little gangster from the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Like there's it's like Rocco and, and somebody. Right. Oh, the name. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like I'm I'm going to do that. And I'm like perfect. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly how it works. Was that how it was with the rest mm-hmm. of them too? Is that they they kind of just brought it and they knew exactly what they were doing or was there like a lot of direction that you had to give to any of them um no like like some some had different levels of experience than others but like every, every one of them like so much sooner than later got it like i i think we, we did a lot fewer takes with our wrestlers than we did with some of our voice actors gotcha. uh, not, not not that our, our our other voice actors were great because like they, they were really great I'm, I'm really excited like for how their performances came together um yeah, like I, I love, um, yeah, yeah, Jeff, uh, Jeff Tito Sands, who does Fuerte, Ash, who does um, Lobo, and uh, Natalise, who does Maria. They are just, man, they, they have amazing chemistry with each other. And I will, I will say that they did not all record at the same time, necessarily. But uh, we, we, did, we did a lot of fun stuff with them. Yeah, the, just the character work between Lobo and, uh, and fuego himself that that one confrontation toward the end of episode one i could i could feel the tension in that scene that's so that was that that is that's great um yeah i don't think i've got anything much else to ask you um where can they catch where can people catch your uh catch the luchador and when is it yeah yeah uh yes yeah it, uh, first episode is out right now on all major platforms uh you know apple podcasts google podcasts itunes or not itunes anymore. <laughs> that, that's apple uh spotify uh yeah wherever you go to look for podcasts we're going to be there it's the luchador uh 1000 fights of el fuego fuerte uh, we're on all the socials at the luchador pod and um yeah and uh, oh oh yeah I, I should i should uh, mention out for listeners who are listening to this uh before december uh, we're doing a giveaway uh for two tickets to aew uh revolution next pay-per-view so if you listen to the end of each episode there's a secret word you mail the secret word into giveaway at the luchadorpod.com and you can you can win some some aew tickets that's awesome and aew is killing it right now too so there's no yeah. better time I was just going to, I was just going to hint and drop that. We do have one other AEW wrestler who will be showing up at the show. This oh, season. I can't wait. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been fun. I'm very excited myself to listen to the rest of uh, the rest of the luchador and see what else El Fuego Fuerte has in store. Uh, thank you so much, Dan, for joining me. Is there anything else that you want to end this off with? Um, uh, people should also go watch go watch the old old movies. Go watch the El Santo films, Blue Demon. A bunch of them are on YouTube. They might not have English subtitles, but uh, you, you'll still get it. It's it's totally worth checking out. Nice. 
Awesome. Well, thank you very much. I'm so glad to have had you here. Awesome. Thank you.